Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And we coming from a basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome to this week's episode of the Podcastianos. I'm Jordan Hall, and in with me as always is Eric Wayne. Eric, did you survive uh, this latest snowmageddon? I did. I did. And I got to tell you, it is not good snow blowing snow. It is nightmare snow blowing snow because it's wet and heavy. It's awful. I got to be honest with you. We got away with like, I would say under an inch in my driveway. Um, the first time the north has ever been the one that's gotten hit lighter than, than down south. Very nice. Yeah, I the snow plow came through. You, you know, it's a catch-22. Do you want the road snow plow to come through? before you snow plow before you snow blow the driveway um thus only having to do it once or you do you want to get it done first so you have a fighting chance to get the ginormous pile that forms at the end out see i you would, know i would rather it all like give me the wall and then i'll break through it yeah. like i don't want to have to fight the wall twice i think that's i'm boring. with you yeah I, that is preferred there's nothing more disheartening than to have it your driveway all cleared out it's all blown and then the plow comes through and it just gives a big screw you and you gotta do it all over again <laughs> and the worst that. part about it is the snow plow drivers are all maniacs at least up here like they will they'll book around my neighborhood at 35 miles an hour and I'm, you know, I had, it's all with the the sound of the snowblower. I can't yeah. hear them coming. They hire honey badgers to drive those things. <laughs> they do not care. They literally do not care. So did you see uh, Mickey York's tweet last night? I actually wrote it down. No, um, what is it? He said, uh, winter storm team coverage coming up from at Fox Sports Detroit. Grant Long live from an overpass and Johnny Kane reporting from the, the traffic chopper. <laughs> what a I, I can't imagine Johnny Kane's hair exposed to the elements. <laughs> He's probably got some like plastic bonnet, you know, like an old woman who goes to church and de- gets her hair done once a week, and then they got the the weather bonnet. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, for sure, I, I could yeah. see just a, a simple shower cap too. That might might do the trick. Yeah, you got to protect the assets. <laughs> I, I pictured Rod like in front of the green screen back in the studio, like telling us how he talked with the cloud during batting practice. Um, and said that he was going to drop so much snow. He could get to give some good weather analysis, I'm pretty sure. Something. He draws um, a line right down the middle of the cold front, you know. <laughs> anyway, that, that could have been glorious. Um, so did you see this, Eric, that uh, Justin Verlander was on um, Jeopardy last night? I did. I don't miss much. I have no life. 
Um, so the question for those who didn't see it was, um, the category was hard throwing pitchers, and he was the answer to the the twelve hundred dollar question. The pitcher most recently named to the American League's MVP was this fireballing tiger. Um, did you see his tweet? I hope everyone got the answer to the Jeopardy question right. Crazy from a little kid with a dream to an answer on Jeopardy. Hashtag wow. So was Justin just sitting around watching Jeopardy? Do you think, or, or did somebody tweet him that? Um, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be surprised if he's just watching Jeopardy. Ball players, they have a big day at spring training. They go home, and what do they want to do? Nothing. Nothing. And there's nothing that's more nothing than watching Jeopardy. Jeopardy is like the least amount of thing that you can do <laughs> when if you're awake. That's, I mean, it's mindless. It's like a little bit uh, more mindful than Family Guy, I think. Yeah, okay. I'd give you that. Did you see Family Guy? You can only watch if you're really not paying attention that much. Agreed. I, I actually don't watch that. Not to anger the audience. <laughs> um, naturally, little bu- little bro Ben throwing shade at him. Did you see this? Um, no. He said, "But growing up, you always said that your dream job was to be a garbage man." Hashtag true story. Verly, I love <laughs> I love me some Verly. If you don't follow Verly, you're missing out on a lot. I really hope that at some point they're in the big leagues together. I feel like that could be endless entertainment. That would be a lot of fun. Um, Verly tweets like the best kid pictures and like silly stories and stuff. Love Verly. Um, so that brings us this week's leadoff question. Who from the world of baseball would you have host a game show and what show would you have them host? I know the right answer and the conventional answer is somebody who's charismatic, kind of smooth in his own way. Somebody like Tori Hunter oh. would be the conventional answer. Not me. No me. I want, and the answer is very obvious here, I want Phil Cope. <laughs> Phil. Phil would be so much fun. He's going to say completely random things. It might make sense sometimes and be really profound, and other times it's not going to make any sense. And that's awesome. Love Phil. That's the answer. And, oh, as far as show, what show would they host? You know Family Feud is the most interactive and the most... Uh, reaction-provoking game show. There's a reason why you see animated gifs of Steve Harvey reacting on Family Feud. It's a good show. That, that's a very good answer. I, I thought about going the Family Feud route, um, but I went a different way. Also, a little bit off the beaten path. I uh, took Munanori Kawasaki, who's now with the Cubs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you know this, but he comes from Japan. He is Japanese. The the last name did hint at that. Oh, you you haven't seen the videos? You YouTube him oh, yeah, after. No, I, I've seen oh, okay. his shenanigans like uh, when he was with uh, Blue Jays, you know, doing crazy cheers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Um, and I would want him to host Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? I feel like that could be <laughs> a bundle of laughs. Well, are you dismissing the whole notion of the Japanese style game show? <laughs> no, but. Ja- I, Japan has insane game shows, of course. I feel like that'd be a little too. Um, too much straightforward yeah <laughs> um so big news on the show front we are now on itunes Woo. yes N- even bigger news i have a new microphone yes yeah. i'm sure they'll be able to tell they'll probably been be, you think be so? tweeting you Ooh, yeah the dulcet tones the berry white i got you know get the baritone going hey ladies so if you want to find the show, you can either just search uh, <laughs> itunes for podcastianos or there's a link on our homepage at podcastianos.com but being new to iTunes, we have a mighty favor to ask all of you. If you like the show or can at least tolerate the show, 
please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. It helps us immensely as we're trying to grow the show. And I actually am going to describe how you do that because it's actually not as straightforward as you'd think. So here's what you do. You search iTunes, uh, the little search guy at the bottom for Podcastianos. In your search results, you'll see our little orange logo. Click on that. Um, from there, you'll see three tabs. The middle one says review. Click on that. And from the, at the bottom, it will say uh, write a review. So click there. Um, say something nice or something honest. Either, no, no, don't say anything honest if you hate it. Lie if you hate it. If you love it, say something honest. Yeah, there you go. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, podcastianos.com. I am at Jordan Hall 23 on the Twitter. Eric is at Comeric Eric on the Twitter. And we have a, a show um, Twitter account now, Podcastianos, just at Podcastianos. Am I going to get access to that or don't you trust me? You I are. wouldn't trust me. No, don't give it to me. <laughs> no. I okay. wouldn't trust me. Fair enough. Well, to be determined. That's one of the behind the scenes decisions. It's reasonable. We don't have to let the listeners behind the curtain. Okay. Um, let's move on to some Tiger talk. Big news out of Lakeland today, um, Thursday. Anibal Sanchez has right triceps inf- inflammation, had an MRI today. Um, Chris Ayat, is that how you would pronounce that? I would. Okay. I've never actually heard it said. I've seen it a million times. But... It's it's more melded together. It's it's more I... like Ayat. Okay. It's you just, Yeah, you just, just kind of slur and just try to say it. You're fine. From here on out, he will only be referred to as Chris. That's fine. Just don't call him a lot. It does start with an I. It's true. (laughs) Anyway, he quotes Osmus as saying that he's not overly concerned, but added that it's always cringeworthy when it involves a starting pitcher. Seems straightforward. Um, Are you worried? Yeah, I'm really worried. If this was an otherwise healthy, consistently healthy pitcher, you'd be prepared to shrug it off. Some, you know, some tricep soreness. Okay. But this is a guy who's missed a lot of time. And um, has a documented pattern of missing time. This is a big deal. Yeah, I, I agree. And we talked about it last week on the show about how, um, you know, if there's one spot in the rotation that maybe we're struggling to get consistent innings out of, it's it's you can handle that. But when you're starting the year, I mean, not not to, you know, not to cast uh, injury on him, um, but there's there's concern already. But if you start the year with two question marks like that it really becomes a problem yes i think that shane green is probably the person that benefits the most here uh are you comfortable with him going into the year as a starting as a number five or are we going to make a another maybe pelfrey level move if if anibal is out obviously you can't make another move at this stage i mean you got to go with the guys that you have i think i mean who are you going to get you're either going to drop a lot more money or you're going to get some nonsense you know, what do you, I mean, Randy Wolf's available. Do you really want to pick him? I think no, I mean, Masterson's still out there, which I've always had a little maybe. bit of a, a soft spot for. But, no, but he's I, a reclamation job too, isn't he? Yeah, Didn't oh, he? For sure. Yeah, he's been pretty much pretty much straight trash for the last three or four years. Oh, that's well. Then that's the guy you're excited about. I'd rather give <laughs> give it to one arm. of the kids. Give it to one of the kids. They'll be fine. They're gonna give you. They're gonna give you what some reclamation project is gonna get, and you're already paying them. Yeah, Give it to true. one of the kids. Go ahead. Um, so say, say it's something significant. So, you know, if he misses time, 
would he, would it be the worst thing in the world for him to start his season a little bit late? Maybe start the year, you know, June 1st, have a few less starts on, under his belt by the time we, you know, fingers crossed, make the playoffs? Well, the answer to that is it depends on his condition, right? It depends, depends on the diagnostics. I mean, you're not just going to say, oh, I suspect that you might be hurt or I think you might be fragile. So we're going to we're going to draw you out another month and we're not going to let you start. No, I mean, if it's the doctors are saying, hey, he's got something, it's got to heal, then yeah, that's the prudent thing to do. But if everything checks out, it doesn't make a lot of sense just to hold him off due to suspicion. Right, right. No, I, I more meant, um, you know, presuming that's when he's coming back, having a few less miles on the tires by the time you make the play or, you know, down the stretch, I guess I shouldn't presume the playoffs. Anyway, let's, right. let's move on. Um, big news out of camp this week. Uh, there's some quotes from Victor, Victor Martinez, the designated hitter. Um, he said that he couldn't swing last year. I have the, at least what the reporters have as the direct quote. Um, he says, it's way different uh, than last year for sure. What's the difference? I can swing now. That's the difference. Um, he even joked about going to the outfield. Let's hold off on that. And feeling like Superman. Big news, big takeaway for me here is that he's feeling better and we should be much closer to real Victor this year. Absolutely. I mean, swinging is an important part of being a hitter. I mean, it's not everything. Victor is extremely good at plate discipline and seeing and recognizing pitchers, pitches. But you have to be able to do some damage. And from the right side, he was fine last year. He really was. It was just from the left side, it was garbage. And he had no knee. I mean, he had no, he couldn't swing. Yeah. And unfortunately, the majority of the time he was hitting left, lefty because, you know, obviously you yeah. face more, more right-handed pitchers. Right. Um, he's 37 now, which is a little bit of a concern. But two years ago, he finished second in the MVP voting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, they, they use this phrase in, in soccer all the time when you get a player back from injury. It's like a new signing. Adding him back into the lineup you know, fingers Could crossed, be. fully healthy yep. is like a massive signing. So and he, there's something that Victor never loses. I saw it in spring training the first year he came back from his from missing the entire year and that his his plate discipline is always there. His eye is always there. It, it, I've never seen him um, do what we suspect uh, that. um Oh gosh, the the tall prospect whose name completely Stephen escaped. Moya. Thank you. He has no Stephen Moya in him. Moya is flailing away, and he's the anti Moya. Okay, um, Joe Lucia uh, on Twitter said this um, for the first time since 2009. Victor struck out more than 10 percent of the time, and that was still in the top 15 of everyday players. That's incredible. It it's really incredible. Is. Otherwise, he it's the first time since 2009 it was over 10%. His play discipline is amazing. He doesn't strike out. If he can just swing a little bit again, he's going to it's it's like a new signing. Yeah. Um in soccer you get bitter about that cuz that means they're not trying to get anybody better. The Tigers have gotten good players and this would be a nice bonus. Yes. So I, I try to not be on the cynical side. So this isn't where my mind went. So I don't, I don't want the, the boo birds to, to boo me. But I definitely saw this argument on Twitter um, that wants to know if he couldn't swing last year, why was he playing? My initial thought was 
probably because the pressure that the fans and the media put on to Osmus, or was there just no better options? Um, who would have you uh, have preferred? I, I mean, I personally would rather a 60% victor. I mean, even if he's not right. driving the ball, I Count. still want the contact. Yeah, I mean, right. Tyler Collins, like, who who is going in there? Right. And Victor is trying to support his team. He's trying to gut it out and make it happen. Brad wants to give him the opportunity to do that. I mean, he's a veteran. He gets a little bit of respect. I don't blame blame Brad for that. Um, so, you know, I, I do appreciate the toughness. Now, at some point, is there diminishing returns? Yes. And they did. They, they put him on the DL um, early last year, right? In the, in the, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a point of diminishing returns, but I don't blame him. No, no, I, I don't either. Um, yeah, there just there was no better options. I mean, you could have called up Stephen Moya. But would he? I, I almost guarantee he would not have put up at least a better batting average than Victor. Oh, heavens no. All right. Um, let's move on. There was a there was an article by Cameron Kaiser from Bless You Boys this this week, maybe a couple days ago, um, where he talked about how McCann and Saltalamaki are projected to be not only the worst positional, uh, not only the worst catching duo in baseball this year, but the worst positional uh, duo in all of baseball, um, based on some advanced statistics. And uh, are you a, a sabermetrics kind of guy? Um, I don't do math. I don't do the math. Okay. But I like to look at the numbers, and I just trust that the math is accurate. That makes sense. But yes, I, I like some Sabre numbers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, pr- he, he, these, are, these are all his numbers. Um, pr- projection for 2016 is McCann uh, is supposed to be a 1.0 wins above replacement and Salty a 0.9. That stat does not include pitch framing. And, you know, that, that's you can live with that. But when yeah. you consider uh, – when you take pitch framing into consideration – um, which baseball's war tool, which is called Warp, or excuse me, Baseball America, uh-huh. they call it Warp. Um, they are in, at negative 1.8 combined. Um, and last year, McCann by himself was negative 1.7, which is the second worst in baseball. Um, do these numbers, though though very raw and probably not super well explained, um, do they cause you any concern? Or is this maybe taking sabermetrics a little too far? Yeah, I mean, they cause some concern. Pitch framing is a very real thing. Um, I've read a couple articles on it, and I'm convinced that getting pitches called for your pitcher is it, it can be extremely important to the outcome of a game. There is a problem if the uh, competition is getting strikes called for for them that you are not able to get. And I think here the numbers are an indicator. Not that there's anything that you need to panic about, but it's something that is identifying something that you can work on. So you take the numbers, you take the math, and you point it to what's physically happening on the field. So, you know, uh, you get somebody who can say, okay, McGann, we're going we're gonna to work on pitch framing. We're not going to move it. We're going to twist the glove or whatever. So it's, it's a hint at where you can improve. Yeah, definitely. The thing that I I was wondering, and I looked into it, but I couldn't find any real info, is how do you um, quantify the actual stat of winning pitches? You know what I mean? Um, Right. It feels so incredibly subjective. And I'm not saying anything against the stat. It it could be very, very good. Um, It just, it seems, it seems like something to be really hard to status, satisfy? Is that, is that a word? I think I think they could get at it. I'd have to look at how they measure it. But I mean, when you look at numbers in the aggregate, you can 
So for if you take a big enough aggregate of anything, say a thousand pitches, um, if McCann catches a thousand pitches and X number of them are strikes, and catcher B catches a thousand pitches and X number of strikes, now there's going to be factors with your with your pitching staff and so forth. But wouldn't there be over the aggregate? You know, oh, he's getting more strikes than the than the the competitor. Yeah, that does make or, sense. Yeah. Or, I mean, with pitch FX and all this stuff, I mean, they know where those pitches are going, roughly. I mean, so you see a a, a pitch outside their happy little box there, and McCann is not getting that one, and um, Tyler Flowers or whoever is, is getting that. I mean, that tells you something. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like people get so you know, carried away with, with stuff like this. I think James McCann is a fairly decent catcher with the chance to be a pretty good catcher. And that that's more yeah. just, you know, evaluating with my eyes. Um, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned too. I mean, you look at the first war number. I mean, he's a, he's a one more player and has a chance to, to do more, but I think it's an indication and I don't doubt it that he's not terrific at framing pitches. Yeah. And it matters. And hopefully that's something that Brad and the guys are, are working with him. Osmus, hopefully of right. all people. Um, all right. So let's move on. Casey McGee was signed to a minor league deal uh, this, this week. Former, I believe the giants were where he had a big season two years ago. Is that correct? I don't know. He kind of big in, in air quotes. Right. He, he bounces around more than Kate's boobs in a commercial. <laughs> Um, I, I, I read somewhere that apparently it's almost like revered how good of a clubhouse um, presence he is. Do you think this is really? just like a spring training clubhouse boost? Um, or is there a real shot that he makes it? Because he has an out clause that says if he's mm-hmm. not going to make the roster, he can he can be released. It doesn't seem like there's a spot for him. Um, I mean, it, it could just be, you know, making sure that Miggy and, and Castellanos make it through the spring healthy. I mean, is that kind of what yeah. we're looking at? Well, it sounds like he's a good clubhouse guy, so that part's fine. You don't—he's got an out clause, so either he makes the team, and obviously you need him, or he doesn't, and you're not—it's no big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, injury insurance for sure—it's good guy to have in your back pocket. Um, does he have a real shot to make the team? Um, I don't know. You have a Velas making two million. Um, McGee would make what the league minimum, maybe. Right. So, um, it'd be it'd be a stretch to see him make it before Avilas, wouldn't it? I would think so. I, I, I mean, Avilas would have to be terrible all spring, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Um, and McGee light the the world on fire. I'd love to have him at Toledo, though. He's he's the kind of guy I'd oh, like yeah. to like to have. Um, you know, with with the young kids. Or, or well, just because he and, just because he has an out clause doesn't mean he's necessarily going to execute it unless somebody yeah, gives him another chance. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, because I, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go. I will then. You get. <laughs> I have to say though about McGee, the best thing about him is his nickname, Hits McGee, Hits McGee. I love that the Anchorman reference. It's classic. I, did, I actually didn't know he was called that, but from now on, that's all he will be referred to as. Hits McGee. Um. And I'd like to keep him because I feel like at some point between Victor, Miggy, and Castianos, we're probably going to need a corner infielder. It'd be nice to have him down there, you right? Know, especially with Hessman not down there anymore. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If he if he if he's willing to stay in the organization, that'd be great. 
Um, so not exactly Tigers related anymore, but Cespedes, Ioannis Cespedes, our former mm. left fielder, has gotten so much publicity this spring due to his vehicles. Uh, have you been impressed? Um, yeah, I have been. Uh, but I drive a minivan. I'm impressed with somebody who's got like, you know, an Audi. Wow, an Audi. You must not be worried about a car seat and putting it in there. Like, wow, that's impressive to me. So it doesn't take much to impress me automotively. Fair enough. He's, he's How about of, you? Are you impressed? Uh, I'm not super into cars. Like, they're they're nice looking cars. I, I'm assuming they're probably nicer than what I realize. So, Yeah, one of them's a, a Lamborghini. Yeah. He's got this. The trike is not impressive to me. <laughs> I'm not impressed by the trike. It's a Polaris. Like, you ever go to um, Silver Lake Sand Dunes? There's these, like, Polarises all over. You can buy a Polaris. It's not a big deal. They're not that. T- I mean, they're expensive by human standards, but by ballplayer standards, the trike isn't that cool. The Lambo, on the other hand, was cool. Did you see um, Terry Collins? Apparently, he's not a fan of him wearing the backwards hat during batting practice. I oh, remember, gr- give oh, it up! I remember really? him um, in yeah, Joker Marchant in the spring uh, with the backward backwards hat. But this made me think of like the honeymoon phase is now over with Cespedes in the Mets. Like Jeez. last year after the trade, they were kind of just dating. And I'm sure the yeah. backwards hat was probably fine. But now that they're married and he's signed that long-term deal, you know, now now stuff's starting to hit the fan. This is stuff people still care about, a backwards hat. Terry Collins I mean, is very old, to be fair. And did you see in Miami, Mattingly is putting the no facial hair rule into place? It's 2016. Really, this is stuff we're still talking about? I can see it with that team, though. They're, they're a young team. A lot of those guys are developing... I mean, it's it's obviously ridiculous, but like you know, making them focus in a little bit more on baseball and a little bit less on the appearance, one would think that you probably can handle both. Um, but in, on okay, that specific on that specific team, I I'm like, yeah, why not? And maybe I'm just you know tainted on the subject because I can't really grow any. But neither can I. <laughs> I start no shave November and September. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. Okay, are you ready to go to the power rankings? Yeah, I'm ready for power rankings. Are you ready for power rankings? I, I think I am. We'll, we'll find out. Time will only tell. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna give you a choice this week. All right. Um, I, I'm gonna keep minivan models in my back pocket for now. And today we're gonna go with first date options. Oh, okay. So you have a lady friend, maybe you're chatting online. Maybe you, uh, meet through a 
uh, 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 a, a common acquaintance, J- something. J-Date? Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe J-Date, you know, Christian Mingle, whatever. Farmers, and it's time. Farmersonly.com. How Farmers could, only. How could that not have been our first mention? Right, where we're Buck and his wife met, I'm sure, on Farmers <laughs> Only. Um, <laughs> that works on so many levels. Yeah, of course. Um, first date options. Here we go. I'm ready. Good. Uh, of course, this is the top seven, and then we're going to go to the bottom three. So uh, coming in at number seven is bowling. You're going to go bowling. Now, this is a pretty decent choice because, one, you're going to weed out any pretentiousness. You don't want a pretentious date. You want a woman who's okay with some of the the vulgarities, the but the basics of human life, right? You don't want a high-maintenance chick. Agreed. So you're going to take her bowling. It's going to stink in there. You got some stinky. You're going to get over that. You're going to roll the ball. You're going to laugh and be bad at bowling. But you're, it's nice. You have conversation. You know, you get to look at her butt or whatever when, when she's rolling. It's fine. It's bowling. It's basic. Okay? Yeah. Number six, beach and ice cream. You're going to take her to the beach, park your car. You walk along the beach. You admire the waves. You get your feet in the sand. You know, maybe you get a nice sunset, you know, set in the mood a little bit. And then you're going to go for ice cream because ice cream goes with beaches. And you're going to pay attention to what she orders. You know, you don't want her to order the sorbet or the Dole Whip or a Diet Coke. You want her to get ice cream, right? It's where you're going for ice cream. This is America. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't need to be like a gigantic waffle cone. You can get a little cone. I mean, but order ice cream. That's what you're looking for. All right. Number five, a museum. A museum. Could be an art museum or, you know, a natural history museum, whatever. But museums provoke conversation. Do they not? They do. Make sure she's not a dummy. Right. Yeah. You know, you're going to talk about, you know, history or whatever. You you can have a little, little, little going on upstairs there. A museum is nice. It's kind of classy. You could put on, you know, at least a nice shirt, go to the museum. (laughs) Speaking of nice shirts and dressing up a little, n- number four is going to a play or the theater. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is not like a movie. This is a play. Um, so you have, uh, you know, a little more class. You might sit up in a balcony. They're, they they have fancy names for where you sit at a play. There's the mezzanine. There's the orchestra. This is very date kind of caliber event we're talking about. You know, so is there something about the live performance that kind of, you know, gets your pulse up a little bit? You're interacting with the actors, you're interacting with the day, a play. It's pretty good. Kind of like Shia LaBeouf in the elevator. Yeah, it's performance art. Yeah. <laughs> also, okay. by the, before we move on, he got in a fight during that performance art. Why? Who's he fighting? I, I don't know, but there was a, an altercation. All right, moving on. And way more about Shia LaBeouf than any of us need. That's a little weird of you that you know so much. Yeah. I'm not judging, but I'm just I'm just saying. Okay. I follow. Just kidding. I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> number three. Coming in at number three is mini golf and go-karts. You're going to go to the Family Fun Center. Here in the west side of the state, it's Craig's Cruisers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do, you know. do you have Craig's Cruisers? We don't, but I've driven by it enough times to yeah. be aware that it exists. 
So mini golf and go-karts. Now what you're looking for here is, is you want a little bit of competitiveness, but playful competitiveness. You want to try, but you don't really want to care. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, like yeah, that seems you're, fair. you're playing some mini golf with, with your first date and you don't want to just like goof around. You want to try, but then it'd be fun if whatever happens. Yeah. You can't care. Okay. Can That's you ride three. the horse Happy Gilmore style if you are successful? <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. You can joke about it, but then don't actually do it. That's embarrassing. And this is a date. Comb your hair. You know, put on a nice shirt. Come on. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> okay, number two. Number two, you're going to go to a minor league baseball game. Nice. This is a solid option because... Uh, baseball has natural rhythms and pauses for you to talk. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. you, you're gonna um, you're gonna buy some junk food. You're gonna wander around. You're gonna comment on the stupid things that you see, whether it's the mascots or some little kid doing the dizzy bat race. You know, it, it, you can't pay too much attention to the baseball, which is which why minor league games are perfect. Because you know, like maybe one person, and we're baseball nerds, and we know like two people. And if you're going to the Traverse City Beach Bums, you know like less than wow. zero people. Nice drop. You're one of like That's... six people in the world that are aware that the Beach Bums exist. They're right there in Warfel Stadium. Everybody loves the Beach Bums. Come on. So much knowledge. Oh. Yeah, I stunned myself. Anyway, that's number two, minor league baseball game. Okay, do you want to guess number one? I always ask. Ah, oh, you, you, I would say the the baseball game and the mini golf would have been my my top two. All right, number um, one. I got nothing. The number one is the zoo oh, or an aquarium. Here we go. We are yeah. on the same page for sure. And, yeah. Okay. Animals do stupid things, and that's great. And the more you can see animals like doing interesting things, the better. You talk about it. So you're watching the animals. They're possibly reminding you of your family. You know, there's a big baboon that's kind of hairy and scratches himself at inappropriate times. And that reminds you of your Uncle Joe or whatever. You get to know each other, right? Good conversation. You, uh, you feed the, the um, birds. You touch the, the rays in the in the tank or whatever it's the zoo in the aquarium it's nice it's outdoors you get a little walk that's number one all right i i definitely agree with your list very very solid of course all right you ready for the bottom three? Oh, for sure bottom three starting with the third worst is a movie movies are the stereotypical date but they're bad for a couple of reasons you're not talking mm-hmm. you're sitting there watching the movie what if it's a bad movie you know, like you're responsible for picking a movie, you know, you're doing dinner before and that's fine. But the movie is bad. It doesn't it doesn't do anything for you. The second worst is Netflix and chill, <laughs> Netflix and chill later on. Yeah, you're going to put on your pajamas. and You're going to Netflix and chill. But on the first date, don't be trying that stuff. Don't be trying to get her in your house in her pajamas on the first. No. Don't don't even mention that. Don't even joke about Netflix and chill. That's not a date. Mm-hmm. That's what you do when you're married. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Netflix and Nyquil, but yeah, <laughs> same same thing. That was that was Sussman's joke. I can't, I can't take all Sussman's jokes. Netflix and Quill. That's that's terrific. I like that. Um, the number one worst date option 
is dancing. Oh, Do sure. not dance on a first date. Now, there's two types of, uh, of dancing, and they're both horrible. One, you could go to like a dance class, you know, like ballroom dancing. No, you don't want to see your you don't want your date to see how uncoordinated and awful you are. Yeah. Right. Sure. And if it turns out good, you're admitting to her that you're a good dancer, which is not good either. There's no winning with a dance class option. You look like an idiot. It's, and also, you don't want to go out like clubbing. You're not going to go to some dance club. There's no good outcomes there, right? No, absolutely not. I mean, you're a bunch of other sweaty people. Either you're really vibing and it just kind of gets awkward because it's the first date. Or like she sees some other dude and you see some ex-girlfriend at this club and it's you're drunken. and No, don't dance on the first date. It's awful. Yeah, wow. Hit the, hit the nail on the head. I just, I, I'm here to educate the masses. All right, so we're going to introduce a new segment, um, something that we can have a little fun with and hopefully something we can get the you all at home involved with too. About a year ago, our own Eric Wayne, say hello. Hi. Uh, devised uh, Tigers um, Fight, uh, oh, excuse me, Tigers Fight exclamation point bracket that pits right. t- Tigres, one Tigre against another Tigre in a 32-man single elimination tournament. Um, so we will break down one matchup each week over the course of the season until there's one winner of the hashtag Tigers fight exclamation point bracket. And at some point we might have to make it two matchups a week. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, the winner of the matchup will be decided by how well we make the case for our selected fighter and by a vote by you, the listeners to vote. You can go to podcastianos.com backslash fight. Or we'll try and put Twitter polls up on our accounts at various points throughout the week uh, at Jordan Hall 23, at Comeric Eric, and at Podcastianos. Um, should we get to it? Yeah. All right. I'll go first because I have the number one seed. Um, that's, not, that's harsh. In the Urbina region. <laughs> uh, excuse me. The Urbina region. So rough. Um, all right. So I have Miguel Cabrera. Um, Miggy obviously has – oh, excuse me, and, and he's fighting Blaine Hardy. Yeah, so I have Blaine. <laughs> it was an uphill right. battle. Um, oh, so Miggy has the weight advantage. The Tigers website estimates mm-hmm. um, his advantage to be 25 pounds, though that definitely seems conservative. Um, <laughs> Miggy hits things hard professionally, um, usually baseballs, but I'm sure he could probably make an exception to knock a pouty look off of a receiver's fa- uh, reliever's face. That's Blaine Hardy. Um, if there's one thing I've learned from watching the Tigers baseball, it is that Miggy is just a big kid, and you know what kids do. They fight. Um, and lastly, we've seen many times over the years, Miggy, um, all of a sudden, his happy-go-lucky demeanor turns into something that's not so kid-like. Um, in images of Jared Weaver, uh, when him when he got fired up over the, the Jared Weaver incident, um, Miggy has, has an angry side. And I could see him busting that out against against Mr. Hardy. All right. Oh, your turn. let me tell you. Let me tell you why Miggy has no chance in a fight <laughs> against Blaine Hardy. And here's why: Cabrera has been a natural from the day he emerged from the mm, womb. Good point. He can swing. He's not efforting. No. He's coasting. You know who struggles? 
the freaking last guy in the bullpen, right? He's he's scrapping for every opportunity. He's overcome adversity. You know, he's like the kid on the playground who's a little undersized, but is going to be scrappy as hell because he's going to, you know, come after you. And the big guy is like, oh, I can take you. Not a big deal. But then, bang, right in the kisser. That's, that's Blaine Hardy. And also, Blaine has um, killer uh, facial hair. I mean, he's got like this goatee, but it's kind of, uh, it's kind of sinister looking. It's, it's intimidating. Uh, you know, don't let the pouty look fool you. Blaine is here to knock a sucker out. He does have a little bit of a villain. Blaine Hardy's the him. answer. Yeah, super yeah. villain. Like he's going to tie a damsel to a railroad tracks. <laughs> That's what Blaine Hardy's going to do. You just don't see too many people that give off that vibe these days. No. I appreciate it. Right. Well, Mounties have kind of cleaned up a lot of those guys. What's the cartoon character that was a Mountie that... I don't know. I mean, it sounds interesting. Oh, oh what is... Oh, somebody's going to say it. And it's going to... I'll look it up. Yeah, at, at Eric. Um, yeah. Okay, so if you want to vote, uh, podcastianos.com backslash fight. The uh, matchup for next week, Nick Castellanos versus Justin Verlander. That will mm-hmm. be an, an interesting one. Dudley Do-Right. Dudley Do-Right nice. is the is the bounty. He cleaned up a lot of the Blaine Hardy characters. Yeah, for sure. Who's the matchup for next week? I wasn't paying uh, attention. Castellanos and Verlander. Ooh, that's a good matchup right off the bat. Yeah, the namesake versus the the arm, the, the Jeopardy. Yeah. Unless our podcast is named after Ryan Castellanos and not Nick. Of course, Ryan is the minor league little brother and pitcher. That's true. Maybe maybe we should get him in the in the bracket too. We'll see. Maybe we could get him on the podcast. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll have our our booking agent get on that. <laughs> yeah, have our have our people have our have our team reach out to him. All right, let's go to game time, and I believe Eric has the game for this week. Yes, I do. Are you excited? Extremely. All right, I appreciate your enthusiasm. This week's game is. Well, I, you know, it's spring break. Spring break. I wish it was spring break. It's spring training. And, you know, you have the normal 40-man roster guys, but then you have the non-roster invitees. And these are guys who are typically a little less known, but guys who are in camp nonetheless. Um, so we're going to play a little game. It's called Tiger's Non-Roster Invitee or American Governor. Boom. Okay, so this is going to be a governor of a state in the United States currently and so you have to tell me whether the name is non-roster invitee or governor you ready oh let's go okay number one jay nixon jay nixon i'm gonna go governor just on the political theme he is a governor he's a democrat from missouri Hmm. good job you got that one right check mark all right number two uh, we are going with Jay Inslee. Jay Inslee. Uh, governor. That is correct. A nice. Democrat from Washington. Washington. Oh, yeah, obviously Washington State. I'm in Washington state. state, yes. Good, Jordan. <laughs> All right. Next one. Uh, Butch Otter. Butch, Butch Otter. Otter. Gosh, I wish that was a name in camp, but I feel like that's got to be a governor. Uh, it is Republican from Idaho. Naturally Republican. <laughs> Very good. Uh, all right. Thomas Field. Thomas Field. K- 
camp, a uh, guy in camp. He's a second baseman, right? He is. He is a second baseman, 29 year old. Played with the Braves, maybe? Wow. Impressive. I don't, okay. I don't know. You are four for four. I'm wow. impressed. Okay. <laughs> Next one is Preston Gilmet. Uh, definitely in camp. He's reliever from, from the Blue Jays, right? I have no idea. I'm pretty, pretty I, sure he was a he pitched. He's a 28 year old right handed pitcher, is what my notes say. Nice. All right, all right. Next up is Matt Mead. Matt Mead. Ooh, that is a tough one. I'm gonna go in camp. That is incorrect. Oh. Matt Mead is the Republican governor of the state of Wyoming. Hmm. Good try, though. That's see, that's not a state that I, I follow their politics too much, anyway. But you feel like you're more confident about governor's knowledge no. than you are camp knowledge? No, that's no not, not, All not right. in the least. Okay, here we go. Next up um, is Austin Green. Austin Green. Uh, in camp, I know that he's a catcher. He is a catcher. Impressive. 26-year-old. West uh, Erie last year, maybe? Oh, okay. Anyway. Uh, I, I, I still feel like I want to put Brian before his name every time. Brian you know, Green? Brian Austin Green. Of nine hundred two one zero fame, of course. Oh, I don't. I did not catch that show. Maybe you're not quite old enough. No, I don't think so. P- some people will get that reference. Anyway, um, next up, uh, Mark Dayton. Mark Dayton. I'll go governor. I don't have a strong feeling either way. He's a governor. He's the Democratic governor of Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota, yes. eh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> finally, Logan Kensing. Um, Kensing in camp. I feel like is he an outfielder? Maybe. Uh, he is in camp, but no, he's a right-handed pitcher, gotcha. a thirty-three-year-old right-handed pitcher. Oh, he's he's making the club. Uh, yeah. So you did good. You got uh, how many did I have? You only got one wrong. I'm not perfect you, at, at your games like you are at mine. So I I'll, hopefully uh, over the course of the season I'll get on your level though. You failed at Matt Mead. Yeah, but that's all right. So that was camp or governor. I'm sure um, we're we're actually getting on the plane to go down to to Florida tomorrow. We're at the oh, first nice. the first um, game. I think if the Tigers are at the Pirates. I think it's a split squad, but it's their first um, sure game. I don't know if it's the first or second or whatever. Mike Pelfrey naturally is the the starter. You know, I wouldn't um, want to have seen any of the other four. Of course, naturally not. Uh, somebody made the joke on Twitter. It's like whenever you go to a Tigers game this year, you know who's going to be pitching. <laughs> You're not going to see Zimmerman or, or Verlander. It's going to be Pelfrey, and you know it. You so might as well figure out it. I've started to develop a soft spot for him. So hopefully hopefully, seeing him live and in person, all six foot 12 of him will, you know, just further cement that. Well, I want to put up like a, like a cardboard box with like a peak on it with some openings in the outfield and and just held a sign that says Pelfrey's Belfry and just like hang out underneath there. And cheer, like maybe have some fake bats. No. All oh right. yeah, for for sure. Yeah, it could be huge. It won't be, but it could be. If you do that, Rod and Mario, well, Rod for sure will comment on that. No, no doubt yeah, about it. Just get a big cardboard box, you know, like a fake, you know, little tower. Yeah. And just hang out under there, and dress dress like uh, you know old timey characters. That'd be Pelfrey's Belfry, and just yell. Even if he sucks, yeah, I mean, be that's, happy. That's the American dream right there. Yeah, it's like the Randy Wolf had the wolf pack, you know, <laughs> yeah. all that kind of stuff. 
All right. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. If you want to vote in the fight, hashtag fight brackets, um, you can at podcastianos.com backslash fight. I am on Twitter at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at PodcastDianos. Once again, if you could subscribe, rate, and review, that would be lovely. Anything else to say to the people before we head out for the week? I have affection for all of you. Hmm, that's, that's nice. That's sweet. I try. <laughs> um, and with that, we say, eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.